The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Today, we're going to talk about the seven demons of Mary Magdalene, what they really were, and unfortunately, how they've been popularized as something else altogether. Uh, we're going to look into some of the Vedic sciences again. We're going to be talking about the yoga of Jesus and specifically the divine feminine within Mary Magdalene and what her actual seven demons were and why they are very, very important to us and our own spiritual ascension. So welcome, everyone. Welcome, uh, Anne. Welcome, Mary. Welcome, uh, Bud, Dan. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate everybody joining today. Um, I'll be taking questions as we go. So if you have, if you got a good question, throw it out there and I'll see what I can do to answer it the best I can. Uh, this is a live raw podcast, so I do it twice a day, just throwing it down twice a day for you guys. Um, that's very important to me rather than trying to curate these um, you know, episodes with slides and everything. I'd rather just come here, have a conversation, try to deliver a great message, answer some really awesome questions and love on some beautiful people. Thank you guys so much, and ladies and everyone in between. Uh, we discuss faith, spirituality, and the realm of paranormal here every day on the Cub Cougar Supernatural podcast. Um, and then again, today we're getting into some of the Vedic sciences and what that has to do with Jesus, what that has to do with the biblical canon. Uh, this is not a religious channel, by the way. I was raised within the Christian church, within a homeschool Christian household, so I've got 30 years of roots in that. Um, however, I am deconstructed and I am a uh, an online uh, spiritual seeker. I am uh, not attached to any religious tradition. Uh, I would be considered a mystic, a Gnostic, um, kind of a um, yoga, Eastern mysticism type guy. Um, it's really hard to put a label on something that you've pulled the labels off of, so... Um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I see like a little bit of truth in everything and I'm, I'm just trying to put the pieces together for myself. Uh, and subsequently, uh, others get to come along for the ride too, which is awesome. What's up truth that travels. How are you doing? Cloud gazer. Welcome. Uh, Rames. How are you doing? Uh, have I ever seen a ghost? No, I have not. Uh, can you tell me what dreams are? No, I cannot. Um, glad to see you. Ram says, absolutely. Um, let's see. Mike Fernandez. Welcome. And says seven demons are ding, 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 seven block chakras. That is correct. You are right. You win the prize of the first comment that I've went ding, ding, ding on. So, um, so there's your prize. Um, I know big prizes on this show, right? So we are actually going to literally get into the chakras today. If you've never heard of chakras before, by the way, like if you're if or you've heard of them and you're here in the West and you think, oh, that's goofy. It's all these like LED lights that light up through your body. Uh, I'm going to break it down for everybody today in a much uh, more clear uh, understanding. I'm going to be looking at kind of the base uh, of what chakras are. Now, this will be like a 101 type thing. We're just going to kind of go through all seven of them. So the 
the very, very small amount that's talked about Mary Magdalene within the biblical canon. Um, in Mark 16, 9, it says, Now when he had risen early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. Okay? And then we're going to jump over to Mark 16. Uh, excuse me. It would be Luke 8. Says soon afterwards he went about through cities and villages preaching and bringing the good news of God's kingdom. With him were the twelve. Now that's really important too. Let's be very esoteric about this today. What are the twelve? The twelve zodiac signs. Okay. Then we have what seven demons, seven chakras, uh, seven energy blocks. So again, this is all like boom. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful understanding. If you uh, are willing to just strip away like all the literal belief systems around it. And by the way, I, I believe it happened literally. I believe it was literal. Like I, I don't have an issue with that whatsoever, but I do have an issue when we run into, we just take it literal and we do not understand the esoteric symbolism of the very clear correlation with 12 apostles, 12 tribes or kingdoms. We looked at um, the Gnostic text called the Apocalypse of Adam over the last five episodes uh, great series on my YouTube channel. If you have not checked that out on YouTube or on Facebook, and um, it's on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Apple, and Spotify. Go check that out. There's a great playlist with all five of those. I posted it on my Facebook wall. It's also a playlist on YouTube. Um, and one of the things we learned in the Apocalypse of Adam as we went through that is the understanding that there are kind of like a ladder. There are 12 sets of understandings about who the Christ is, who this Jesus character is, um, who is largely nameless or actually just called the illuminator within the Gnostic texts or what you might think of as Lucifer within the biblical text. By the way, the only reason you think Lucifer is evil is because the media has told you that, because the church has told you that. There's literally nothing in your Bible that talks about Lucifer being evil that I've been able to find. Now, it does say he's against God. And if you understand who God of the Bible is and how Jesus was not for that God either. He was actually bringing a new God. He was bringing a spiritual father in spirit and in truth, not the God of the flesh, the self-proclaimed God of the flesh uh, that the biblical God claimed to be. Um, and so, and by the way, I have verses that prove all of that. Um, I've got dozens and dozens and dozens of them. Some of my friends have hundreds of them. So um, the only way you can come to that understanding is to deconstruct, is to to like pull away all of what the church says about it and what doctrinal theology says about it and just read the narrative, open heart, open mind, and then you go, oh, wait a minute, okay, I get it. This, this makes more sense. So um, that's just kind of how I approach this, by the way. So um, let's see, the Anunnaki, absolutely. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Anunnaki lately. Uh, fits in with the historic times. Yeah, absolutely, Rams. Um, and then uh, Game Changing says Jesus returned in 66 AD. Yeah, some say 70 AD, uh, somewhere around there. Um, you know, if we want to take all of that literally, then yeah, I think it's super possible that he actually returned. There was, um, you know, a battle in the sky and all that stuff, and Revelations was fulfilled. Um, and we live in the time of going straight to God, straight to source, straight to our own center path. Um, that's kind of what I believe. Um, on the other hand, I also believe that prophecies and all that are cyclical and it's always the end of the world. Every lifetime is the end of the world. There's always a renewal cycle. There's always this impending whatever. 
Um, and we even see in some weird timelines or cases where there's a major consciousness shift at the end of an age, even the Mayan calendar ending in 2012. Look at everything that changed after that. Like, boom, an explosion in technology, explosion in consciousness. Um, Mandela effects really, really started to kick in. Lots of weird stuff. So, like, how do we know? You know, how do you know? Uh, consciousness is so weird, and the 3D reality is so malleable based on consciousness. Um, and we, we don't understand the computer program that's running everything. So if we stop and try to understand that just a, just a minute amount, we get a much better understanding of what might be going on here. So, um, so anyway, uh, this goes on to say, um, preaching them, bringing the good news of God's kingdom with him were the 12 and a certain woman who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, who was called Magdalene from whom seven demons had gone out. Now, now, she's called Magdalene because she was from Magdala, uh, which is a place by the um, by the bay. Let's see where I had it pulled up here. Okay, Magdala, uh, an ancient Jewish city on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, three miles north of Tiberias. In the Babylonian Talmud, it is known as uh, Magdala Nunea, Nunea. Uh, which some historical geographers think may refer to uh, some other town, T-A-R-I-C-H-A-E-A. Yeah, I'm from West Texas, so pronouncing all of this stuff is a bit challenging at some points. Um, So yeah, these these seven demons, you know, you, you get a lot of popular theology that really came out of, you know, what I have been able to deduce is the Roman Catholic Church, um, and if I'm correct, there is a whole story about one of the priests within the Roman Catholic Church uh, really perpetuating the idea that uh, Mary Magdalene was a sinful, um, lustful type of, um, you know, uh, worker, you know, uh, of ill repute type thing, uh, when there's just not a lot of evidence for that. Um, and so then from what I understand from just what I was doing and I don't have the sources pulled up, so always go look this up. But from what I understand is like the Catholic church actually revoked that statement and and then made her a saint. So, and it does look like she's a saint, uh, within that now. So that's, that's a very interesting, like, you know, point of view and just, I don't know, I think a little tidbit for us to just go, Hmm, interesting how a narrative can like, be perpetuated so deeply that it becomes canon without being canon, without being in the text. Uh, and that's just, that's how it goes, right? right? So um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, Conscious Creator says, you are awesome. Thank you so much. I love when I catch you. I appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for being here. Truth that Travels, welcome. So uh, Missy is here. What's up, Missy? How are you? Um, Conscious Creator. Yeah, the Merkabahs, the uh, light vehicles. Um, we've we've talked about those before. Um, lots of really cool work being done around that area with uh, my friend Derek Truthseeker. Um, he's got some great stuff on that as well. So, um, But really, these chakras, um, let's get into them. Like, What do they mean? Especially for us here in the West. Maybe you've taken a yoga class. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, like think about the spectrum of the rainbow, um, colors of the rainbow. Now the rainbow is something that, you know, for some reason has all this controversy around it. 
I've literally heard it go as far as to say that the rainbow is a symbol of a false, like, new religion that's emerging. And I can't find any evidence of that whatsoever, but I've had people tell me in the comments, I used to have a rainbow in my comments because uh, I think we're all one people. We're all different spectrums of the same light. Like, we're all a beautiful bouquet of people, right? Uh, LGBTQ, black, white, red, indigo, starseed, lightworker, whatever. Like, you know, all our different religions and traditions and walks of life and orientations. I think it's beautiful. Ultimately, we are all vibrations of the divine and we're all coming into harmony together um, currently, I believe. Um, and so with that... Um, you know, there's going to be dissonance. Um, you, you get harmonies, and then sometimes there's uh, substrates there that will start to give dissonance uh, where it doesn't make harmony. And ultimately, there's some people that try to do that in the comments. Um, and with that, um, I love the rainbow. And I finally pulled the rainbow out of my bio and actually put the literal rainbow flag. I'm like, fine, if that's what that's what we're going to talk about anyway. And, and that's something that I stand behind. I believe in, I believe in, you know, your choice in life, however you choose to live your life. I uh, think that's part of what makes our world beautiful. And, um, and I love you for that. So thank you for being such a beautiful, diverse community. That's important to me here. Um, and with that said, the colors of the rain rainbow are red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven hmm interesting how light splits into these certain frequencies uh now obviously there's like a million more a billion more whatever different you know colors that we can't even see these are the base colors that you get when you throw a prism up on the wall uh you know you've seen the pink floyd album cover you see how one single source light splits out into many different um different frequencies of that so uh, you have the root chakra. You have, um, which is at the base of the spine. Then you have the, uh, so, and that is called the muldahara, M-U-L-A-M-U-L-A-D-H-A-R-A. Muldahara is the root chakra. It is one of the seven primary chakras, according to Hindu tantrism. It is symbolized by a lotus with four petals, with the color pink or red. So this is like your tailbone. It's like literally the furthest thing from the tip of your head um, if you were to bend your legs up. So it's like right there on the tip of your tail or where a tail uh, would be if you had one. So, um, And that's really interesting. So um, it says dormant kundalini is often said to be resting here, wrapped around three and a half, seven or 12 times. Sometimes she is wrapped around uh, the black linga, uh, the lowest three obstructions to her full rising, also known as the knots, uh, symbolized by a four-petaled lotus with a yellow square at the center representing the element of earth. Um, so earth, the seed, the root. Um, like, think about that. So Muldahara is root. Um, and I think that that's beautiful. And so the Sanskrit on that appears to be root. Um, if I can read it correctly. So uh, you think about rooting down strong. Jesus talks about rooting down. He talks about the root. He talks about, uh, you know, I am the vine, you are the branches. Um, you hear about the house built on sand and all this stuff. Lots of ideology around the whole root idea. And so 
strong root chakra is important. However, we're going to see the ascension model here really come undone and really come to life ultimately as I go through these. And you're going to be able to go, whoa, okay, so Jesus cleansed her of the seven chakras. So if you take away all of the literal understanding of this and you view Mary Magdalene as the divine feminine, the receipt of all of this energy within all of us, and you see that the Christ energy is that masculine source energy, the the child of God that we all are, and that it actually releases all of our blocks within these seven chakras. It releases the seven demons from us. Now, as you get into, and I'm not going to read it here because I've talked about it in the Bhagavad Gita. It talks about the uh, characteristics of a demonic person. A demonic person is someone who's let so many negative energies into their life that they literally act like an animal. Uh, they unalive other people. They uh, do what we would consider sinful things. They live in fear, anxiety, doubt. Now, that could be someone who even is highly religious. We've seen that a lot. Uh, I personally have seen that a lot. Highly religious, still in fear all the time. You know, God. I hope God doesn't let me whatever in this, or, you know, God's punishing me for that. You know, that's still a really chakra block, a really demonic way to live. Then when you... Um, get out of that. You can have someone who has no religion at all, and they do everything for the self, for the ego, not the self, the higher self, but the ego to, to fill the gaps in their life um, and make sure that they are the king of their castle, uh, essentially. And we, we've seen that as well. We've all seen that. I've seen that in my life. Um, by the way, I've been, you know, both of these, the one that believed in God, but was thought he was punishing me. And then the one that um, tried to not think about God and just do whatever made me happy. And ultimately I ended up punishing myself. So, um, you know, either way I ended up with what, you know, that punishment of the flesh that we hear about, like in the old Testament. Um, and so as we really start to understand these, that's where the whole Jesus narrative gets to be a lot more fun. Uh, in my opinion, it gets to be like a really cool story of ascension and a really cool story of the energy of, uh, he calls himself the Son of Man over and over. They called him the Messiah or the Christ. He always called himself the Son of Man. Um, he talked about how he was one with the Father. I think he came to show us the archetype for the ascended man. Um, ultimately, we are all looking for that something outside of us to save us. And I think he came to show us that that is already within us. Um, that's a hard that's a hard understanding for most people, including myself. That's why I had to deconstruct so heavily to really get to a place where I could open up to that. So, all right. Um, the second chakra is uh, Svadhisthana. Svadhisthana. Um, it is the second primary chakra, according to Hindu. Uh, tantrism, the chakra is said to be blocked by fear, especially by the fear of death. Opening the chakra can boost creativity, manifested desire, and confidence. So this is um, orange, and it is the root of the sexual organs. So that's interesting, and I'm saying that purely for a, uh, a study here. So social media, I'm not doing negative content. I'm talking about that in a scientific manner for the 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 study here. So, um, the Svadhisthana means uh, where the self is established. Again, orange is it? Um, it's also fluid like water. Uh, 
Uh, now, not all of this lines up with like the uh, understanding of, you know, water we think blue, but this is water as in orange with that, um, the spectrum here. Um, so as we see the spectrum here, we're watching it reverse, that red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. And as we go up the chakras here, we're going to get to violet at the very top here, which is interesting. So uh, it's just beautiful how it ties together, by the way. Uh, Svadhisthana is represented by a lotus, uh, which is a crescent, uh, within which is a crescent moon symbolizing the water element. The presiding deity is Brahma, uh, with the Shakti being, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't understand all of that, by the way. Uh, in esoteric Buddhism, it is called, uh, Nirmana, the petal of the lotus of creation. So this is a place where now obviously desire and things like that can come from if we're controlled by this. Uh, but if you can control it, then it's a place where a lot of creativity comes from. That's why I like a lot of artists practice like the self-restraint within that chakra and holding that essence for a long period of time to pour more creativity into a project because ultimately it rises through the chakras and is able to pour out in a creative work. So this is something a lot of different artists and musicians and actors and painters and poets and stuff have practiced throughout history. So, uh, counting elephants. What's up, my friend? How are you doing? Um, Josh says cub been listening for a long time. Glad I caught your live. Welcome, Josh. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for being here. And then thank you guys on Facebook and on YouTube as well. Um, so by the way, I also want to talk about this, uh, being kind of a place where, again, you know, you controlling it is very, very important, but it's also a place of, again, as I said, creativity. Um, and it's, uh, it says where the self is established. Think about how many people identify themselves with what's right here. It's not even a gut feeling. It's that, that core feeling because it's almost like that's where we come from. Now, a lot of us live in our heart a lot more, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But just think about, especially when you're younger, you're a teenager, you're living from here. It's like, and I'm not talking about, um, you know, anything with like sexual desire. I'm, I'm just literally talking about identity. I'm talking about like, you just kind of go from that place of fire in your pelvis. You just go, go, go. Um, no matter what you, you know, whether you're male, female, anything in between, that really is like a driving force, especially in youth. And like, I think we all know that we've all either experienced that or watched it, uh, through our peers. So, um, and some people it manifests a lot heavier than others. And we also know people who go well into their, you know, midlife and even older age still running on that chakra fully. Um, and so then we get up into Manipura, which is the jeweled city and that's in your navel, or as I'm going to call it the gut. And I'm going to kind of interpret these, by the way, uh, because I'm certainly not proper anything. I'm not proper Christianity. I'm not proper Hinduism. I'm not proper whatever. I'm not even proper New Age. So um, I just interpret everything so that I can understand it. And hopefully maybe you guys understand where I'm coming from with that. So um, let's see. David says, uh, in Illinois, storming big time. Mike cut out. What's up, David? Welcome. I hope you get to stay on. Um desires from the uh pineal gland we'll talk about the pineal gland here in a minute um because there's different types of desires there's like desire out of the good and then there's desire out of the lower chakras that cause you to you know want to procreate the the species right like that's part of our 
animalistic nature here on this planet, um, as we are certainly these these creatures who have, as we've talked about within the Babylonian mythologies, uh, the Anunnaki came down, terraformed, uh, did genetic alterations on the hominid that was here. Here we are, so we're kind of yoked with this, like we have an animalistic nature somehow. We don't know if we have more of it now than we did or less of it. I kind of think we have more of it now than we did because I kind of think that whatever was here before us was a higher ascended being, probably ate more plants, probably lived in a lot more harmony and knew that they were one with God. Um, and then whatever Anunnaki came down manipulated us for their own purpose and basically made an even lower vibrational entity with the ability to think, walk, and talk. Uh, but ultimately, they built a construct to keep us trapped in. I think we might have even been telepathic before um, we were manipulated way back in the Garden of Eden story. So, um, And we know that there's even the prehistorical stuff um, around that as well. So, um, By the way, don't take anything that I'm saying literally. Go do all your own research. I'm not here to prove anything scientifically. You can consider everything I say pseudo, you know, whatever at this point. Um, sorry, Facebook. Facebook's been jumping in and out. I don't know why. And then I had internet outages all day. So hopefully it stays connected. Um, so God bless you guys for being here. Um, you know, it's not flesh and blood we battle against, right? It's uh, internet and technology. Um, but so... Uh, Anahatha is, um, and by the way, the jewel city, Manipura, is the yellow one. So we've got red, orange, yellow. Uh, Muldahara is the root, base of the spine, red. Svadasthana, where the self is established, established, root of the sexual organs, orange. And then we have Manipura, jewel city, the navel, yellow. Um, and it's uh, the element of fire. Um so, uh, the jewel city, by the way, very gut, like you make decisions from your gut. Uh, everybody says, Oh, trust your gut. Um, not a bad place to be also not the highest place to be. Um, you make decisions from your gut. You, you kind of feel things, you feel good about it. You feel bad about it. Oh, I don't feel, it doesn't feel right, right here. Um, there's, there's treasure there, right? Like we, we know there's something there that is like a guiding force. Now we're going to get a lot higher in guiding forces here. So, uh, and by the way, all of these are meant to be in alignment and work together. And we're going to see how and why here in a minute. Um, from Noth Yogi Meditation System, uh, this is described as some word I can't say, or the intermediate intermediate stage of self discovery. So as I just said, not a bad place to be, but not where we want to dwell forever. So um, it's represented as a downward pointing triangle representing fire in the middle of the lotus with 10 petals. The persisting deity is uh, Brada Ruda with uh, Lactini as Shakt, uh, Shakti. By the way, I'm really bad on the Hindu stuff here. So please, no offense to anyone if you're Hindu. God love you. I, I'm glad you can pronounce all of this. I'm from West Texas and I'm learning. So some people call me West Texas Buddha out here. That's great. Um, but I really want to, um, you know, make sure I do justice by this. But again, this is my own system, my own understanding. And I'm very poor at representing the actual ancient methods of this but really my understanding of them so 
Um, anahata is, um, it means unstruck, unstruck. And that is the heart. Okay, so now we've moved out of the gut into the heart. And uh, it is green, represented by air. Um, it's a hexagram symbolizing the union of male and female and the element of air. Now, this is very important because in the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus says when you make the male into female and the female into male, then you will be one. And when you are one, you will know the truth. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, but go read it. Really interesting. So you have that uh, hexagram, which looks very similar to Star of David. It's very, um, very much about uniting of divine feminine and divine masculine. That's your heart. That's where I try to sit. In fact, that's where I sit naturally. Um, even my ego wants to go there. I'm a Pisces. And so I'm like, everything to me is fluid. Everything is water. I don't like having obligations. Um, I like to do what my heart tells me, what I feel like doing, what I move into. Um, so that's like, that's actually where this podcast even works because I'm able to be authentic with it. And I've had people literally reach out to me recently, tell me that I should, um, you know, do this as an intellectual and be in a library instead of uh, a room or that I should get rid of the fantasy artwork. Um, you know, and I'm like, y'all, that, that's literally me. I wouldn't be doing this. I would be doing something else if it weren't for my heart being in this. And all the artwork you see is poured from my heart. All uh, the videos you see is poured from my heart. The community that I manage is poured from my heart. Everything is like, it just comes out of that place. The unstruck place. It's not stricken with anything. It's, it's free. Um, and ultimately, that's why I love bhakti yoga. Because uh, it's all about keeping that heart free. Um, and I think, and, and really balancing that energy. And I love that. And, and you do that through service to others, uh, meditation on God, um, yoking yourself to God directly. So I think that that's a beautiful thing with that. Um, let's see, it's considered to be the petal lotus of essential nature, um, which for me, absolutely, I totally, totally see that again, as someone who lives in their, their heart a lot. Now, that got me hurt a lot growing up, and that got me into bad friendships, bad relationships, um, because I didn't understand, and then I would put up walls, and then ultimately, um, you know, it, it, it puts me in a place where people are like, oh, Cub is so nice, and he's loving, and then all of a sudden, oh, why is he a jerk now? It's because you hurt my heart, and then like, like a snake, I strike back, um, and I don't want you in my life, I don't want anything to do with you, and that's not to judge you, it's just like, uh, you, you violated that space and you're out. Um, and so that originally started as walls where I was like, I can't even, I can't even think good thoughts about that person. Then it moved into a place where I'm like, I still love that person. I still love those people. I still love that. Whatever, you know, uh, could be, um, even family members. Right. And so ultimately I had to move into a place where I'm like, I hold space for you still. Like I still have a space for you, but that's the space I've defined for you. And that's where you're either going, if you choose to fit into that space, that's wonderful. Uh, maybe that space can grow for you. But if you don't choose to accept that space, then there is no other space for you. So that's a, for me, that's a great way to, you know, do it. It's been my best coping mechanism with that type of thing. So especially being an artist with a big old open heart um, that gets very misunderstood a lot. 
Um, and ultimately that caused me a lot of hurt and trauma because I didn't know how to control my heart. I didn't know how to even communicate myself to others. And so that's where this podcast comes in. That's why doing two a day is important because it keeps me fluid, keeps me out of my head, into my heart, so that this doesn't end up being um, a thing that I have to sit here and cull through every day and then try to like manipulate into what I want it to be. It's just organically what it needs to be. And so for me, that's the only way, the only way um, I can approach this. So even with all the great suggestions out there, you know, a, a vast library behind me would be amazing, but I'm not an intellectual. Anyone that thinks I'm an intellectual, all of this is coming from my heart. Um, my head does a lot of thinking, yes, and it processes a lot of data. I'm super ADD about everything, but ultimately my heart is the thing that makes all of this work. So, uh, counting elephants says cancer here. My heart, uh, leads for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was that meditation again? So bhakti yoga is the one that I practice. Um, it's kind of my favorite of all of them. There's only five chakras in bhakti yoga. Um, but again, I don't practice anything verbatim. I literally teach, uh, yoga and meditation of what I call freestyle yoga and meditation. It's all about self-expression, creativity. I'm pouring a ton of new videos. Uh, in fact, I'm shooting a series this spring on freestyle yoga that's going in Charisma Light Warrior Academy. It's going to be really, really cool. Lots of really vibey music. Uh, I'm getting a big rug that I'm going to put out in the park, and we're just going to really flow and do a lot of that. And so ultimately, that's like where I come from with my heart, just just really pouring forth into that. So um, let's see. Um, da, 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 da. I have no idea uh, who that is. Uh, Moon asks about a certain person. I have no idea who that is. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm probably not up with the times here. If it didn't come across my heart, then I probably didn't see it. Um, Cub cut the tag off. What did I cut the tag off of? Did, did, did it drop out? I'm sorry. Um, let's see. Alex, uh, yeah, Alex, sorry, I don't take people joining, sorry. Um, if you want to collaborate with me, you can collaborate if you're a legitimate creator, but other than that, no, I don't, you know, I, I have a, a duty to my audience here, you guys that just try to chime in and, oh, I want to go live with you, um, we've got a great audience here, and I owe it to them to not just let anybody on that wants to sit here and, and troll on and on, so if you have a legitimate channel, you're a legitimate creator, and you really um, want to, I don't know, unite with me in some sort of collaborative way and you feel like we have a common message, then that's great. But I don't debate, guys. Uh, I don't care what your opinion is. Uh, I care what my opinion is. And if you're here, you care what my opinion is. So um, your opinion only matters to you. By the way, my opinion only matters to me. Other people may resonate with that, and that's why we have followers here. But ultimately, opinions are opinions. And that's why I say this is my opinion. And I'm not here to defend my opinion to anyone because I can't defend what I've experienced. I have no, there's no reason to, by the way. When I experience something, and that's one thing all these people that get on and debate, you can debate data all day long. And by the way, day one, you can win on this side. And day two, you can win on that side. Um, it's just a debate. And debates to me are completely pointless because the experiential data cannot be debated and ultimately it's the personal walk in the middle that is what matters. So that's just kind of how I approach it. But 
Um, let's see. David says, um, like to wander and marvel. Absolutely. Um, da, 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 da. sorry, these are tiny comments, guys. I need to get a bigger screen on the, the iPhone, I guess. So, um, let's see. Maggie said, I think most of us are Pisces artists. Art comes from the heart. I know mine does. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for doing uh, all your hard work, Janine says. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, my friend. Um, so anyway, I'm going to get back into this. Sorry, uh, lots of comments over here trying to uh, follow them the best I can. So uh, Vishuddha, Vishuddha um, is the throat chakra. It's the fifth primary chakra, according to the tradition. Uh, the residing deity is blah, blah, blah. I don't get too much into what the deities are associated with things. I try to look more at, uh, you know, understanding what these chakras are and how I can control them, how I can align them. Um, and then ultimately I focus on going direct to source, direct to the Supreme being. Um, so that's, that's just my approach to it. Don't have an issue with anyone doing it in another way, but it gets very confusing for me. And if you weren't raised in the culture, then it, it's really hard to follow in my experience so um let's see uh it's a phenomenon of things happening now in nepal oh i'll go check it out yeah awesome um i'll you said it's on youtube yeah i haven't heard of it you guys hear things that i don't so um so this one it, it's uh the word means purist it's blue and the element is space which makes perfect sense in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, that um, the sound creating space. Uh, 16 petals covered with 16 uh, Sanskrit vowels associated with the element of space or Akasha, where we get Akashic records from, right? The records that ex that exist in space outside of this reality, so... Um, in esoteric Buddhism, uh, it's generally considered the uh, petal blue lotus of enjoyment, um, corresponding to the third state of the four noble truths. We'll get into that later on. Um, but Vishuddha is this one, the throat chakra. I use it a lot, obviously, being a podcaster, growing up on stage, uh, singing, dancing, acting, all of those things. We were taught a lot of exercises, take care of your throat chakra. So that was kind of no... Um, no stranger to me, you know, to understand that that is a huge tool that we all use. Most of us don't use it for anything productive whatsoever. Finally, thank God I've been able to use mine for something productive. But, um, I grew up with a lot of people that use theirs to just talk. Um, I know a lot of people that just talk and yeah, I know I talk a lot, but I at least try to share something from here. And I think a lot of people use their words and they're just trying to work things out inside them and they don't really make sense or they just, um, even in the Bible, Jesus says, you know, it's not what goes in your mouth that defiles you, but what comes out of it. And so like he's talking about the power of words, right? Like the power to create with your words. It's such a powerful place. That's why it's, it's up the chakra, right? Um, you know, if it wasn't, it'd be down here by your, your tailbone and that's not a place you want it. So um, so it's a very, very important one, I think. Um, and then one of my favorite ones, the guru chakra, 
um, which is Ajna, which means command or between the eyebrows. This would be the third eye chakra uh, within the new age. So, um, and now remember third eye, um, again, is like the new age tradition of it. Um, but this is the Ajna and it's represented by indigo. So indigos, you guys who are indigos know what we're talking about here. Kind of that ability to see through everything and even see into other realms. Um, now, is there scientific proof of this? No. Um, is there a thing called a pineal gland? Sure. Um, does it have something to do with this? Sure. Um, there's a lot of things out there, you know, people try to prove, oh, it is this. Guys, I don't know what it is. I'd rather just use it. I don't need to know how the drill works or the hammer works to use it. Um, I need to learn how to use it best. I don't need to know all the things about how it's built or the, the process by which it was built. I just want to learn to use it well. Um, and so I think that that's a, something that we can all approach a little bit more honestly with. Um, there's a lot of videos out there now, especially short videos and TikTok videos and reels and stuff that talk about this third eye. And they talk about, you know, don't don't ingest this and you got to do that or decalcify with this or whatever. And guys, the fact, you know, here's the deal. Use it or lose it. And it's just like any other, any other of these chakras. I don't think it has to do with all of these physical things so much as has to do with the fact that we're just not using it. We don't, if you haven't taken time every day to take 20, 30 minutes a day to close your eyes and visualize, then you're not exercising your third eye chakra. You're not using it, right? Because you're not using your imagination. Imagination. One of my favorite shows growing up was a Christian show, and I don't remember what it was on, but they had, and I don't even think the show was called this, but they went to a place during the show, it was a radio show called Imagination Station, and I don't know if anybody remembers that, and I just loved that idea of like you go to a place, you begin to imagine, and it creates this thing for you, and like you guys, again, there's so many things. People are like, you got to use this toothpaste or that one, and you got to have a certain water filter or it'll mess up your third eye or whatever. And I'm like, I don't, I mean, here's the deal. I don't eat junk food. I try to eat balanced, but at the end of the day, use it, right? Like when's the last time you sat there and focused on visualizing and focused your energy right between your eyes and let yourself see colors and shapes and auras and stop thinking in words and organic thoughts and think in abstract fractals and let that data download into you through that chakra. You guys feel that? That's like a really, really important thing. And I think so many people talk, everybody talks a big game. Yes, Adventures in Odyssey. Thank you, uh, Dreams Oracle. Thank you. That's what it was. I remember that. And it was made in Aurora, Colorado. And I've always wanted to live in Aurora, Colorado because I thought it was, I thought it had northern lights. And then I realized it's just a town in Colorado. I mean, it's cool, but you know. Uh, thank you. Uh, yes, Adventures. Um, 
yeah, so I haven't heard that in forever. And I just, maybe that's why I like doing the podcast thing. I like leading people on a journey. I like to communicate. Eventually, I'd like to have music in the background for this and have more of a scape, you know, here, like a, a mindscape kind of thing. Molly, what's up, my friend? How are you doing? Janine says, uh, I do that all the time. Awesome, Janine. Um, Sonora says, I don't open my third eye. I believe in uh cell divinity will open it um i imagine it and i but i allow the silence to teach my subconscious i silence my mind awesome very good my friend very good yeah everybody has a different practice and i fully believe that everybody's supposed to use different tools there's different chakras for a reason there are some people out there who have their third eye ablaze but they're not very loving uh, there are some people out there who are super, super loving, but they're very grounded. They're very rooted in the root chakra. So there's different modes of all of these guys. Like, um, this is not a one size fits all. There are days when I am so abstract that even my good Frisbee buddy thinks that I'm insane. And he just probably is going, why did I hang out with you today? Because you're just off the wall with all these ideas and theories and blah, blah, blah. And it's like my third eye is fully open, but I haven't even stopped to root down. I'm just all over the place. Then I can root down, then I get back into love, but then I don't think, then I may, maybe don't have as creative an ideas. So it's very much, very much a fluid thing here. So um, you play your guitar and I'll play my ukulele. Awesome, Janine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've got a guitar and a dulcimer, uh, mountain dulcimer on the wall over there. I don't play near as much as I'd like to, but one of these days I'd love to do a whole album, maybe when I can get some time. So, uh, practice staying in that mode all day. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and again, four different people, these are important. That's what makes up a beautiful multi-culture of people. We've got literally people on here who are more third eye prone. Some people are more heart chakra prone. Some people are more root chakra prone. Some people are, um, you know, more in their gut and they have more of that gut intuition type thing. So, um, it's, it, it takes all kinds, right? So, um, and so that is the command. And I like that cause it's the command of the body because for me, I do think that that third eye chakra can really command a whole lot of things in our life and we get good at that, at least experience it. Uh, it shows us a whole lot more of what's out there. And by the way, none of these do you have to do any type of plant medicines for. They are things that you can naturally activate um, just by, think about this, where the mind goes, energy flows. And so as you meditate, as you do yoga, any kind of spiritual practice, where the mind goes, energy flows. I can literally stop and focus energy. Um, I'll stop and do an ad right now, and I know somebody will go join my programs. So go check out Charisma Light Warrior Academy. It's at www.cubcooker.com. If you love what I'm talking about, you want me to teach you a whole lot more and ultimately help you develop your system of spiritual ascension protocols, understand your spiritual gifts, go deeper into these uh, ancient mystic sciences, um, as we're going to call them metaphysicals. Um, if you want to really become a spiritual practitioner, either personally or professionally, this is a great, great way for you to do that. So um, Charisma Light Warrior Academy. It's only 29 bucks a month right now. Very, very important. If you want in at that price, please get in. 
our world is changing and I cannot keep it at that price for very long. Um, fees are going up on me. Cost of just even running it is going up. Things outside of my control. So if you want it at that price, I'll lock you in at that. But just know that it's going up soon. I can't tell you when, but if you want in, go grab it now. I'd love to have you over there. And guys, I just focus energy into that one moment, into an ad. I'm, I don't try to put a bunch of ads on here, but I focus energy into that. By focusing that energy, I will have one, two, three, four people today join that program, which is awesome. And thank you guys for that. But I'm putting energy into something. The same thing with your chakras. You put energy into your heart. You focus on it and communicate to it. You're going to activate it more. You focus on your third eye and communicate to it. You're going to activate it more. You focus on your root because you're like, hey, I, f I need to be grounded right now. Things are crazy. I want to root down. Root down. It's okay to root down. Uh, you don't always have to have third eye visions flailing around to fit, to be spiritual. Some of the most spiritual people I know are the ones that are so concrete and so predictable and so loving and so rooted that that's what we need. And it takes all kinds, guys. And ultimately, we can be all of them, uh, but you're going to have propensities towards certain ones. And, and that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, Frankie, what's up, my friend? How are you doing? Uh, without art, what's up, my friend? Um, let's see. Um, definition of being perfect is being complete. Absolutely. Complete, complete, complete. So what's up, Amanda? How are you doing? We got a lot of Mythos members in here today. Um, you guys can go check out the Mythos community as well. We're going to have a live call every Saturday. We've got one tomorrow with a different subject every week. Q&A in a much more intimate setting than this. It's not a live stream like this. It's an actual Zoom style call where we get to talk back and forth. So if you want to be a part of that, check out the Mythos community and that's only nine bucks a month. All of those support what I'm doing, by the way. Thank you guys. Um, if you uh, love me as a content creator, that's the way to support me. So thank you. Magdalena, Mary Magdalena, those seven demons and the seven chakras. We've got those colors of the rainbow. We're going to get to the seventh one here, which is Sahasara, S-A-H-A-S-R-A-R-A, -A -A, Sahasara, which is the crown chakra. It is considered the seventh primary chakra in some yogic traditions. Um, and so the crown chakra is the highest spiritual center, pure consciousness containing neither object nor subject. When the feminine kundalini arises to this point, it unites with the masculine Shiva, giving self-realization. Um, in esoteric Buddhism, it is called the petal lotus of great bliss. So um, think about this, guys. Another beautiful tie-in. Think about the Pentecost story in the Bible. The flame resting on the head the lotus flower opening. Um, it is that it is where that Shiva energy, the masculine source energy meets the feminine energy of our receipt of it within our biological form. And that is where the child is born, right? Jesus says he's sitting at the right hand of the father. Um, and so that Christ energy is fully realized here in the form of the Holy spirit, the flame on the head, uh, manifesting in miracles and gifts and all of these amazing things. And ultimately, it's something that we can practice all the time. And it's really hard to get there if you just are going and getting fast food all the time and uh, drinking sugar drinks and you're just being an absolute 
destroyer of your chakric centers through your lifestyle. And that can be through how you eat, through how you live, through the thoughts you have, the actions you take. And I'm not talking about, you know, oh, it's only for these types of lifestyles. I'm talking about you know what you need. Like the body talks, we just have to listen, right? And so we know what we need, ultimately. Like if you know there is a certain belief system that gives you nothing but doubt and fear about yourself, that's probably something to avoid. If you know there's a certain person in your life that always makes you feel trashy about yourself, that might be someone to avoid. If you know there's someone in your life that always challenges you and you always have an elated feeling and you feel like you're making more contact with the vine around them, get around them more, okay? You guys that love what I'm doing and you want more access and you want to go deeper with us, that's where the mythos can be. That's why I made all of this stuff, by the way. You know, I can't sit here and private message thousands of people every day. So I made a way to funnel people into a more intimate community so we can really get to know each other better, so we can have a much more intimate experience um, and really go through all this stuff together and ultimately just encourage each other. Um, and so as you guys kind of uh, go through these chakric ideas in your own life, think about the demons that might be blocking them. Like think about the sins that might be blocking them. And I don't like calling sins what the church or the religious traditions call them. Because for me, they are blocks. They are energetic agreements that we make that invite negative energy into us that block these chakras and get us out of alignment. And so to repent is to take that, go away from it, go the other direction, get back in alignment or vibration with that chakra wherever it is. Your third eye chakra can be blocked from looking at the wrong media. Um, your heart chakra can be blocked from hanging out with the wrong people. Your root chakra can be blocked because you're wearing, uh, you know, you're not going out and grounding. Like uh, one of our friends in the community told me, go get my hands in the dirt, do some gardening. It's really good for the soul, good for your, you know, burning karma. Yeah, absolutely, right? Like think about these things that return you to this more primal sense of alignment. Primal is not carnal. Primal is pre the fall, pre the construct, pre the control. So think of primal, your primal self being that thing that you know you're dying to be. You know you're screaming to be inside. I want to live my freaking truth. I want to be me. There is a place in you that wants out so bad and wants to just be authentic and be who you are. That's that primal place. That's that alignment. That's that repentance. And that's what we're talking about here. And that's exactly what Christ has the ability to do. By the way, the Christ is in you. By the way, you are one with God. By the way, you are the child of God. And all of the stories of Jesus going around with the 12. He's going around with the 12, the 12 zodiac. He's clearing the seven demons out, the seven chakras. What is that Christ in you? There is a place in you that is so true, so pure, and so full of light. It is the light bearer within you. Allow that to shine into every one of your chakras and watch what happens, by the way. Watch what happens. You will not find that in church. You will not find that in synagogue. You won't find it in the government. You won't find it in money. You won't find it in anything other than you. Counting elephants says absolutely. Uh, Derek says 100% on point. Great instruction. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Dreamers Oracle says, yes, that's why I'm listening to Elevated Frequencies. It's so healing. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely, guys. 
whatever you can do. I mean, I listen to high vibe music. I do not listen to top 100 stuff. I do not listen to the music that is put out now. Um, I listen to indie stuff. I listen to people who have a deep heartfelt message. I listen to Trevor Hall and MC Yogi. Uh, I listen to East Forest. I listen to a lot of these uh, more mystical type tracks. Um, you know, Trevor Hall sings about the Zodiac. He sings about karma. He sings about life paths, you know, things like that. By the way, Christian music is some really low vibration stuff. And and I mean that nicely. I, I have not actually said that publicly yet, but um, I've tried to listen to Christian music again, and it makes me feel really bad. Like there's something weird in the way the chord structures are, and it's like meant to bring you down to a place of like, um, feeling like a worm in a bucket and like you need something outside of yourself. It's not meant to lift you up and bring you into a place of directly connecting with God and being God to the people that need you. Because ultimately, all of these mythologies are all about the fact that we are divine somehow, some way, somewhere, and we've been duped. And if we can remember that and remember that place, then we can understand the story of Jesus. We can understand the biblical God, what it is and what it isn't. Uh, we can understand the source being or the Brahman. We can understand that supreme being in a, in a way that not that we can actually fathom it in our three-dimensional realm because that's why we have manifestations of different gods. That's why we have uh, prophets enter. That's why I have star seeds to remind us of what's really going on here. Um, and so with that, like we are co-creators, you get all this in alignment, guys. That's when your life changes. That's when you find peace, that peace that surpasses understanding. And we just don't get that coming out of these messages that are like, just say this thing and everything's fine. And then you feel, then you realize, oh, I got to go back to the well every week. And then I got to give money to the well every week. And then I've got to do this small group or do this program or whatever. And it's just an endless parade of things. And obviously, I have no issue with the church making money. I have no issue with any of that, by the way. But what I do have an issue with is I know there are people that will watch one of my videos and it will change their life and they will never see me again. They will never give me a dollar. And I am so happy because I know I've changed their life. And I know that things good have come out of them. And maybe something I said alchemized everything they've been going through and they went, I get it. Maybe I'm the permission they need to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm done with all the BS. I'm done with the belief systems. That's what BS stands for, belief systems. And I'm ready to deconstruct. I'm ready to dig deeper. I'm ready to find out who I really am. And I'm ready to step into my power. And ultimately, if that's where I lead you, then I've done my job. I'm here to entertain you every day. You want to come back every day? Awesome. You want to be a part of the community? Awesome. You want to go deeper with me in the course? Awesome. You want to buy a t-shirt? Heck yeah, go for it. But if I can just get you to come into agreement that you are enough, you are beautiful, you are loved, you are divine, you are forgiven, you are holy, you are powerful, that's all I want. Guys, I've lost a lot of people in my life who have unalived themselves. Literally over the past three years, I've lost a lot of people. There's a lot of blank Facebook pages out there of people that should be alive that aren't. These are people that were following the construct and ultimately somewhere, I don't know what happened, but they didn't believe they were enough. 
They didn't believe they were loved. They didn't believe that they were powerful. They didn't believe that they were so much a part of God that in a certain place, a certain understanding, a certain realm, there was no separation. And all of this is an illusion of separation right here. Truth of Travel says, my stepsister, I am so sorry, my friend. Counting Elephants says, your soul is very beautiful. Thank you, my friend. Yours is too. Larry says, I believe that we should be born again each day and know our true identities in Christ, walk in love. Amen. That's a very, very good way to put it. Very good way, man. Uh, if what you're saying is the truth, then nobody has ever achieved it um, because it's BS or belief systems, illusion of dreaming big. So yeah, the illusion is the delusion, right? We're all delusional. You're delusional. I'm delusional. Why are we delusional? Because we think, you know, you got that red sports car in your profile picture. That's a delusion. That one day will be sitting rusting in a pile somewhere. Uh, one day your body will be in the ground with mine. Like it's, these are all fallible things. And I think we hear about that in every beautiful spiritual text that none of this is real. What's real is this thing inside of us. And yes, people have achieved this. You watch uh, all the stories of Jesus in the Bible. He achieved it. He was able to even ascend after death. Um, Krishna, Buddha, go look at these great masters, these great yogis. Um, go listen to Ram Das. I mean, he was maybe what I would call a modern day like yogi, um, Yogananda. I mean, uh, it's... It's definitely possible. By the way, you can achieve it. I can achieve it. Um, it's just about what matters to us, right? What matters to us. And we're always going to serve what matters to us. And what we serve is our master, right? And when you begin to serve nothing and you serve all, then nothing is your master and you begin to reign over all. That is the thing the Gospel of Thomas is talking about. When you begin to discover the truth, you will be disturbed. When you discover that none of this is real and this is like a virtual reality or a construct or a matrix or whatever, and that you've been trapped here to vibrate at a low frequency so that you can experience things and you can remember, and ultimately you're a piece of God remembering who you are, and then you go, oh, wait a minute, I am actually, I am God somehow even though my 3D brain can't compute it because I look in the mirror and I go, yeah, yeah, that hurt back and those busted up knees from when I was a teenager. Yeah, that's that's God, let me tell you. And so that's that's what I'm talking about, guys. But in that place when you're meditating, you're, you're zen, you're in yoga, you're in a free-form place of expression, uninhibited. That's a beautiful place to be where you're like, I am one. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Uh, Loveheart says we are all our own gods, and we have control over our reality. Absolutely. Um, da, 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 let's see. Have I achieved anything other than BS talks? I don't know. Is there anything to achieve ever? Is there any work to do other than within? The only work any of us has to do. Your job doesn't matter. Your car doesn't matter. Your house doesn't matter. Your lifestyle doesn't matter. All the things you can achieve, diplomas, degrees, 
expertise, whatever, none of it matters. The only thing that matters is how you serve others with it and how the work you do within. That's what matters. Um, let's see. Doing good fellowship matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Love Hard says having a nice car means nothing. Absolutely. Having a crappy car means nothing either. Having no car means nothing. It's just a mode of where you get places. Nothing wrong with enjoying it. I mean, you know, but I'm just saying, yeah, counting elephants, be a good human, love one another. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, Munab, why are you concerned with what I've achieved? If you're concerned with what I've achieved, maybe you need to look within and ask yourself, what have you achieved? And if you're looking outside of yourself for achievement, look within, and that's where you find the void. That's where you find the, the fruitful darkness that you can go within and begin to bear light. And once you do that, you won't be asking people like me what they've achieved because you don't care because I am you. You are me. The homeless person is you. The person in the mansion on the hill is you. And it doesn't matter what's achieved. What matters is what is. And when you realize all is one, one is all. Truth is one. God is one. The path is one. We are one. Love is one. We don't even understand oneness because we assume oneness is put one and two together and it becomes one. No, no, no. Oneness is literally an in infinite number as one that like we cannot compute it mentally and so if you think about it you cannot get there if you experience it you can get there does that under does that does that make sense i hope that makes sense i try i try to love everyone so dude with the red car love you my friend um other person, love hard, love you, my friend. Um, I hope you guys understand what I'm saying here. Like this is a, this is a whole, um, this is a whole nother level here, guys. Um, uh, Munab says, nah, bro, wake up from your comfort dream and illusion. There is no difference between knowing and pretending. There is a difference between knowing and pretending. Oh, of course there is. Of course there is. Um, and I mean, First off, you don't know me, and even if you do know me, even if I know who you are, you still don't know me. I promise you don't know me. I promise you nobody knows me like I know me. Not even my wife knows me. Your wife doesn't know you. Your husband doesn't know you. Your children don't know you. Only you know you. And unfortunately, we focus so much on what other people think of us and you focus on what you think of me because you want to sit in a place and pass judgment on me, that is, that is not the life of a yogi, and you can never get there in your heart. You can never get in alignment when you're worried about someone else. That goes for me, too. If I'm worried about what you think of me, I can't get there. If you're worried about what you think of me, you can't get there. Uh, Rose Golden says, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I hope that makes sense, so. Uh, how long do these podcasts go? This is my first, uh, daytime being here. Hey, what's up, Larry? Uh, they normally go about an hour, but I was just answering a few questions here. So, uh, we're at 66 minutes and 54 seconds. So probably going to jump off here in a minute, but 
I just, I like to try to answer questions even from the haters because, you know, haters need love, right? They wouldn't hate if they didn't need love. Um, so I think it's really important to do my best, you know, if they'll receive it, um, to just welcome them in and love because ultimately that's what we're here for. So, and they're here to attack me because they're not getting love somewhere else and they haven't learned how to love themselves. So, um, haters are asleep. Janine says, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. We're all waking up, right? Um, Charlie says, love you, brother. Thank you so much, my friend. Um, so, um, yeah, and absolutely, Munab, you're, you're more than welcome here. Um, and I, I don't claim to achieve anything. I don't have degrees in this. I'm not schooled in it. Um, I've gone through a lot of life. I've uh, made a lot of good decisions, a lot of bad decisions. I've had a lot of people bless me. A lot of people hurt me. I've sought comfort in the church. I've sought comfort in Christianity and Judaism and uh, the Bible and other texts and uh, drugs and alcohol and smoking and just, I mean, just about anywhere. And um, here I am and I've decided to go get a bigger view, go look at all pieces of this try to actually practice what I am preaching here. Uh, and that's the only way I can do these twice a day, by the way. The only way is by practicing. There's literally no way somebody can show up twice a day for more than two hours a day, plus make short videos, plus run a course, plus run a community, and not be practicing this. So um, I'm telling you there's no pastor that I have seen out there that can do what I'm doing, and they won't because it requires a level of showing up authentically and being wrong and just loving people that most people that go through that construct to become a certified pastor, they won't touch it because there's no time in that to be doctrinally right all the time rather than just love people. And ultimately people like myself walk away from that construct because there's no room in that to show up twice a day on a podcast, dump out a ton of videos, run a community seven days a week, um, plus run an online course, plus still be creative and do your own spiritual practice around that and have a family. All of that's very difficult, and it requires the practice. So when you tell me that I haven't practiced anything, again, you literally don't know me. Even if you're my best friend, you have no idea what goes on within me. Um, the only person that knows my story is me. And what you get to hear is what I choose to share with you. And what you choose to hear ultimately is up, up to you. So uh, anyone that can read should uh, before throwing stones at each other. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Angel Processing Club. Uh, let's see. Much of those educated or more deceived. Uh, you're doing well, beloved. Thank you, Sonora, for being here. I appreciate it. Um, let's see. Um... Look up the seventh fire prophecy. It's my people's prophecy about right now. Uh, Rose Gold Wolf. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I will. Uh, and Rose Gold, I'm not sure if you have a channel. It looks like you do. But anyone that wants to collaborate with me, if you've got um, if you've got a channel that you're investing in and you've got a following and content and you're serious about what you're doing, I'd love to consider collaborating with you. So please reach out to me. Love to talk to you more. So. I'm truly grateful for your content, Two Bulls and a Pug says. Thank you so much, my friend. Um, I don't want to ignore Facebook. I'm sorry, guys. Ryan says, hate is going to hate. I like your perspective. Thank you very much. 
Uh, David says, I did leave Catholicism. Yeah, I totally understand, man. And I'm not here to tell anyone to leave anything or do anything or deconstruct or reconstruct or anything. I'm just telling you my journey. I'm just telling you my path. I'm just telling you uh, how I see it and how I've experienced it. And so when we look at this, what started as an interesting discussion about chakras and the seven demons, um, we've had great proof today of what those look like. They manifest in fear. They manifest in attack. Demons want to attach themselves to our chakras. They want to throw stones at others. They want to throw stones at ourselves. They want to tell us that we're not loved. We're not enough. They want to take the light out of our lives where we can't just go out in the sunshine and realize we are absolutely freaking rich because we have the sunshine, because we have food, because we have shelter, because we have whatever we have. We have won the lottery of life because we have the ability to go pick a lemon off of a tree and enjoy the um, the nectar within, a lemon or an orange or whatever. Like, It's just an amazing thing. And the only way we can come into agreement with that is if we stop. Stop the BS. Stop the belief systems. Stop throwing stones at each other. Stop caring whether I have the certification to teach this. I've said a hundred times during this, I'm teaching my own opinion, my own perspective, my own pseudo whatever. Um, and if you guys like it, great. If you resonate it with it, we've got a bunch of people in the course that resonate with it. We've got a bunch of people in Mythos uh, patron community that resonate with it. If you don't resonate with it, that's fine. You don't have to throw stones. But these are literal examples that we have today of what chakric blocks look like. It creates a person that acts more like an animal than an intelligent human being that has the choice to love others and live in balance and harmony. That's the hardest thing of all, guys. That's the hardest thing. I struggle with it too. I struggle with it just like anybody does. Um, I get comments on here and I'm like, oh, I want to prove them wrong. I want to tell it. Oh, show them what I know. This is my thing, not yours, you know? Um, and I, and I get it. So I get it. Like, I'm not perfect at all this. I'm just sharing exactly what I'm experiencing. So, um, Hey, and that's, you know, very, very much respect to you. Uh, Munab, uh, Munab says, I think I'm experienced enough to say this. I've wasted four years in this kind of belief system. Totally understand, man. Totally understand. Um, and, and if it's not for you, here's the deal. I could hear a message right now that comes out of the evangelical church or like the churchianity system here in the West. Uh, and it could be the absolute distilled perfect truth. And I wouldn't be able to listen to it because of the trauma I've experienced my whole life in those systems. So love and respect to you. And I totally understand if you don't vibe with this, just know that you're welcome here anytime. Um, we love you and you're welcome back. But if it doesn't vibe with you, then then God bless you on your journey. Good luck. Um, and I, I wish you well, my friend. So seriously, um, all love here. No hate, all love. So just know that. Like, And I mean that sincerely to anyone that comes across here. And I tell my community all the time, we don't kick people out until they're just being destructive. Disruptive is one thing. Destructive is another because we want to love you here truly, honestly, and purely. Uh, we're not perfect at it, but honestly, we're not a church. You don't have to be in a certain group here. You don't have to be a certain way to be in here. This is just a bunch of open people that love each other. So um, let's see. Uh, I just wish these negative people would not invade this space, which is sacred to me. Absolutely, two bulls and a pug. 
Uh, and again, that's another reason I created Mythos. So um, the we've got more of a private community or what we call it, a more intimate community that, um, you know, if there are issues there, they're a little easier to nip in the bud than uh, they are on the public forum. So um, if you'd like to be a part of that, I'd love to welcome you over there. I'm not saying that just to sell you on something, but honestly, that's why I created that as a little bit safer of a space. Again, I can't control it perfectly, but it is a safer space than the public forum. So you're more than welcome over there. Um, let's see. Uh, Munab says, no hate, bro. Love. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I really appreciate you being here. So um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Yes, we should know. Uh, yes, we should show the haters how to love. Absolutely. Truth that travels. Um, and then Dreams Oracle says, thank Christ for mythos. Thank you very much, my friend. Absolutely. Yeah, God bless our mythos community. It is it is really rad. So, um, Let's see. Lazy Mama says, can I ask what 33 means? Does anyone understand the transform uh, transformation given water no longer freezes? Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Um, like at, at that degree level. Um, I don't honestly know. Um, I'm definitely not a numerology expert and I don't even want to pretend. I mean, obviously it's an esoteric number in a lot of different traditions and rites. Um, but maybe we'll do an episode on that. That's a really good, good question and I can dig a lot deeper into it. So uh, thoughts on Lent and Catholicism and not eating meat on Fridays and giving something up during it. Caicoloso. Yeah. Okay. Great question. Um, you know, that's a tradition in a lot, by the way. I, and a lot of times I think it's easy on, uh, especially when you're deconstructing to like go, Oh, it's Catholic and we can't, you know, guys, you know, the, they have fasting and giving up things within Hindu and Buddhist traditions and all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's everywhere. It's like an outward sign of an inward truth. And so um, for me, it doesn't matter what you practice. For me, I will go through Easter, go through Lent, all of that, practicing everything as I have been, just continuing forward. I would rather try to find uh, unity in the way I do things than try to stop and do something different for a certain period of time. I move with the sun, moon, and the stars. I move with the zodiac signs. I move with, we've had planetary alignments. We're going to have full moon soon, like all of that stuff. I just move with that. And for me, that's like my church, like nature is my church, not the construct that says we need to do something. Now, those we need to do some things are oftentimes built on uh, celestial events. Now, not all of them, so uh, but some of them are. So um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Counting elephants says, yes, absolutely. Uh, is there 33 in nature? Um, you know, probably, um, the biggest thing that comes to mind is if you were to cut the infinity symbol down the middle and flip one backwards, you have 33. Um, there's 33 vertebrae, I believe, if I'm correct. I'm not, yeah, 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 absolutely. Lazy mama said, uh, sorry, I just saw that. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I think there's definitely like something special there. I'll, I'll dig into it. We'll, we'll do an episode. That sounds like fun. Um, it's the start of a new year. Uh, is it the start of the new year? Possibly. Um, let's see. 
Truth of Travel says, join Mythos if you resonate with the message and are looking for a supportive group of beautiful souls. Absolutely. Thank you, Melissa. God bless you, my friend. Um, let's see. Who's on Facebook? Any questions on Facebook? I'd love to answer over here. Um, Johnny says, any knowledge that leads to wisdom, then there is no waste. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. Anything that leads to wisdom is beautiful. So um, any event we go through, any life, whatever, if it leads to wisdom, it's beautiful. So um, let's see. Christ consciousness, absolutely. Um, let's see. 33 Creator. Yeah, okay. So um, who is it? Has a song called 33 God. It's uh, Bonavir. Bonavir, Justin Vernon. Um, go check him out. Uh, Bonavir, 33 God. Um, it's a really interesting song check it out yeah jesus was 33 dreams oracle said yeah absolutely um very very good yeah great connections you guys i love the way you're thinking great connections and numerology the life path of 33 is the master teacher uh by the way 33 is upper g uh yeah yeah very good guys very good love love this see i learned i learned stuff from y'all put stuff together something just clicked We'll be doing an episode on 33. That's really, really good. So very, very good. Uh, highest you can get, absolutely. Um, da, da, da. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to jump off. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Wow, we've been on for 80 minutes already. Hey, 80, infinity. There you go. Um, I hope this has helped. Obviously, this is a live podcast, and so we get to – we rabbit trail – but if you guys listen and you're you're on the drive home, a lot of people listen to this at five o'clock on the way home in traffic. That's why it's on Apple and Spotify and the new YouTube podcast platform. You can listen to it. You don't have to look at me the whole time. Um, but it's a raw live podcast, and that's the way I like doing it. I enjoy it. It comes from here, and I, and I love doing it. So you guys, if you do, if you can't join live, please re-listen. Follow me on Apple or Spotify. YouTube, please go follow me on YouTube. That's important. We don't know what's going to happen to these other platforms, but YouTube is like a Google thing, so I'm pretty sure it's here to stay. I mean, I don't know, but I, I think it would be. So um, please follow me on YouTube. Um, let's grow that over there so we can do more over on YouTube, more long-form content, more organizing of the content over there. So, um Anyway, have a great day, and God bless you and your family. Angel says, thank you. You too, my friend. Dreams Oracle says, loved every minute. Thank you, my friend. Much love from Counting Elephants. Thank you. Um, headed to YouTube now, Counting Elephants. Thank you very much. Uh, Lazy Mama says, I wanted to learn more about those open-minded. Yes, awesome, awesome. Thank you for being here. Uh, and thank you, guys. Thank you, Leo, for being here. Thank you, Tara. Thank you, Melissa. Melissa says, 33 is the number of years that it takes for the lunar phase to return from its original position in relation to the solar and Facebook won't let me expand comments. So I'm assuming you're going to say the solar uh, calendar. So Esther joy, what is up my friend Luke? Thanks for being here. Nathan uh, Andreas. Thanks for being here. You guys are awesome. God bless you. Have a beautiful afternoon. Uh, remember love people, love people, love people. Uh, and when people, People are out of alignment. They've got the demons going on here. That's what we're talking about. We're not judging people saying, oh, you have demons. We all got them, guys. 
You get them and don't even know it. You might have a thought that blocks one of your chakras. You might have a friend that blocks one. You might go through an experience in your life that hardens your heart chakra. Something, you know, you might, again, you might be looking at media or watching movies or TV shows that block your third eye because they're programming you into limited thinking. So just be aware. This is not a judgment on anyone that, that anyone's better than anyone. It's all about you understanding yourself. Uh, understanding yourself. So, um, anyway, so, uh, da, 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 any other questions here? Okay. Great question. There you go. Uh, lazy mama said, do you believe the pineal gland has anything to do with knowing? It's kind of what I talked about earlier. Um, I'll try to do a whole one on the pineal gland. Um, Obviously, I haven't seen one. It's something inside. Now, I think we've, I think that that's like accepted that that it's legit and it's there. We don't know what it does, but we know that like the ancient Egyptians had the eye of Horus, and and it really ties in with that. Now, for me, it's less about that organ being there and more about the energy center and more about. Again, sit for 20 minutes and just imagine. Do do a thought experiment of just imagining something that doesn't exist. Imagining beautiful fractals and and then actually focus your energy here into seeing it with your eyes closed. Then you can get where you can experience it um, a lot faster, a lot easier. And for me, it's all about practice around it because I want to know how to use the drill. I don't need to know how the drill is built necessarily. Um, it would be like, for me, that, that train of thought is like saying, well, I can put a screw in the wall because the drill has a electromagnetic motor and it does this and it's powered by a lithium ion battery and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, who needs to know all that? But the expert craftsman probably doesn't have a clue about how a drill is built, but they know how to use one and they can boom, 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 hit all the screws in. They're perfect. They don't split the wood. They know how to use that drill. And ultimately for me, it's about learning how to use these energy centers metaphysical as they are um now i know there's all kinds of different cameras and stuff that that show that you know they can measure different things and and i don't even like to get into that because a lot of those videos get labeled pseudo whatever and i'm not here to prove any of that but i do believe we can experience these and by knowing where they are from the root to the crown we can understand where we're at and where a block might be based on an experience a thought waveform a pattern in our life, a sin pattern, uh, a pattern of blessings that's coming in, whatever that is, we can trace it, we can draw our line, we can go, okay, here's the chakras, here's here's where I'm at with that, here's the balance of that. Uh, yes, it helps uh, the brain beneath the electricity run. Um, James says, awesome, James, well, you know more than I do for sure. So there's our lights telling us we're at the 90-minute mark. It's time to jump off. Uh, love you guys. Hope you have a beautiful, beautiful afternoon. And I will see you guys Monday. And Mythos, I'll see you tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time for our call. If you want to join the call, join Mythos today. And I'll put you in the group this afternoon, welcome you. And you can be on the call with us tomorrow. Start meeting all these awesome people. See you in there. You know who you are. You know you're ready. Let's do it. Jump in. Uh, let's go deeper together. I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. Peace.